ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number 12. We are finishing things off here in the NFC South with the Carolina Panthers today, so I hope you guys are excited. If you guys missed yesterday's show, we went over the Super Bowl, reigning Super Bowl champs, uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And tomorrow we will co- uh, move over to the AFC South. I can't give you a team on who's next. Um, I'll have to look at my script and also my schedule, but the AFC South Division will be the next four days. If you guys are new to 32 Teams in 32 Days, let me give you guys a brief explanation on how this podcast works, or sorry, series works rather. I will go over my three key players, I think are the three key players for their team success. That will lead us to our first trivia question slash break of the podcast. When we come back from break, I will go over my two key draft picks slash offseason signings uh, that I really like by the current team or the certain team that I'm talking about. That will lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break of the podcast. And then to end things off, I will go over my three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. Without further ado, let's hop right into it. So the first key player I have is obviously Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, the best player on this team, entering his fifth NFL season uh, out of the University of Stanford. Last year missed like the entire year because of injury, but the year before had a thousand rushing yards as well as a thousand receiving yards. So definitely very mobile, very good running back, not only in the running game, but also the pass catching game as well. You know, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey this year, um, his numbers might uh, go up or go down. I really don't think they'll stay the same. It just really depends on what Sam Darnold does with that offense. You know, Matt Rule, um, with the first-year head coach last year in 2020, didn't really get experience much with McCaffrey. But under Ron Rivera, that Carolina Panthers team focused all their attention on uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know, they were trying to get him uh, rushes as well as passing um, receptions and receiving yards, I should say. So, you know, under Rivera, you know that McCaffrey is both going to get rushing and receiving yards. The main question this year is, um, is Matt Rule going to give McCaffrey also the same receiving yards and rushing yards? And I think he'd be an idiot and stupid if he didn't, um, just because of what McCaffrey can do with his legs. He's 5'11", 205 pounds, absolutely ripped. Um, This guy definitely is a difference maker nonetheless. I think especially with the Carolina Panthers and how they're running uh, looking like this year, I think it's important to make sure McCaffrey still establishes not only his rushing game, but his pass catching game as well. I'd be also very curious to see how Sam Darnold, uh, which I'll talk about a little later in the free agent signing portion of the podcast, um, how he's going to adjust um, not only with the Carolina Panthers offense, but with Christian McCaffrey. Is Sam Darnold going to look to McCaffrey in the pass catching game, or is he going to look to other receivers uh, instead? So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen there. But McCaffrey is obviously the best player, and definitely um, if McCaffrey succeeds, the Panthers are in a better chance to be successful. And if he doesn't succeed or he's injured, the, chance, the chances for the Panthers to do well are very slim, in my opinion. So normally I'd put Sam Darnold here at my second key player, uh, but I wanted to talk about him more in the free agency aspect. So I'm going to go with Derek Brown as my second key player uh, this year. Derek Brown last year, you know, his rookie season, I'd say he put up decent numbers for rookie. I think maybe the Panthers were expecting him to do a little bit more. He had 34 tackles and two sacks in the year. Um, I think maybe more of the sacks. They were kind of looking for maybe a couple more sacks at least. Um, but that wasn't the case. That doesn't mean that can't be the case this year. He's a great defensive tackle, 6'5", 326 pounds out of the University of Auburn. Um, only 23 years old, too. So still got tons of talent and tons of um, length or, I should say, strength in the legs. Um, definitely is a great run blocker. Uh, sorry, gets better. I am saying this completely backwards. He definitely is better in the running game on the defensive side of things than the passing. 
but it's also okay because he is okay in the passing game as well. But Derek Brown is definitely going to make an impact nonetheless. His size and strength off the get-go is going to uh, attract a lot of attention. I just think there's a lot of expectations for Derek Brown this year, being their uh, first-round pick last year. And with the Panthers, they're very young on the defensive side of things. All seven or seven rounds of uh, picks that they picked last year's draft were all on the defensive side. So there definitely is a point of emphasis on that defensive side. And obviously the main guy, I think, in that draft class that really wanted to do well is Derek Brown. I think he just needs more of an adjustment to the NFL. You know, he's not going to have the eye-popping numbers that Aaron Donald has. Um or players like that, but he's going to have numbers that produce and numbers that are actually helpful for the Carolina Panthers. Um, it just might take a couple more years, but still very young. Excited to see him this year. And then finally, my final key player, I'm going to go with Shaq Thompson, entering his seventh NFL season in the NFL. Um, you know, all seven with the Carolina Panthers. Last year was probably his best year. Um, the last two years, I should say, were probably his best years. Um, he had 114 tackles and 109 in 2019 and 20. Um, again, very key for that uh, linebacker core on the Carolina Panthers defense. Um, you know, definitely can use an adjustment, um, you know, some tweaks here and there. But for the most part, relatively good. One of the reasons why I like Shaq Thompson um, this year, and I think he's a key player, is his veteran uh, leadership on the team. You know, a lot of young guys surrounding, um, you know, Shaq Thompson this year. Shaq Thompson can help the younger linebacker core and even the younger defensive players um, feel more um, at home and more, experience in a way in the NFL because the NFL is definitely a different game than the collegiate aspect obviously but um, having a veteran leadership that's very qualified to be one um, and a good leader in Shaq Thompson is definitely very vital now is he going to be the forefront of the Carolina Panthers defense I don't know but I do know his veteran leadership is going to help the Panthers in some way or form down the line it'll be very important for their team's success not only this year but in years to come that's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break the podcast. And the question is, what year was the Carolina Panthers franchise founded? What year was the Carolina Panthers franchise founded? The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, what year was the Carolina Panthers franchise founded in? It was founded in 1993. Moving on to the second portion of the podcast, I'm going to go over my two key draft picks as well as two key free agent signings I liked by the Panthers this year. The first one is Chuba Hibbard, or Chuba, 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 I don't know, however you say his name, running back out of Oklahoma State. I really, 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 really like this guy. I had him as a second round running back um, this year. He did fall to the fourth round. That's not saying that his talent isn't second round worthy, but in my opinion, it's an absolute steal by the Carolina Panthers. Little questionable um, for the most part. Maybe they just realized that Chuba was available in the fourth round and wanted to grab him because of how good of a running back he is. Um, but, you know, they have McCaffrey, and I think they want the majority of their offense to focus around him and not really do more of a two running back set um, like a lot of other NFL teams do. So maybe they just want to have Chuba in case, you know, McCaffrey gets injured or get the experience around McCaffrey so that he's better suited for the NFL down the line. Um, you know, I've always said in the draft, you got to go for the guys you want, not necessarily the guys you need. Um, there's been many instances where teams drafted a quarterback that they didn't need. For example, the Packers, um, they didn't necessarily need Jordan Love that year, but they got him because that was their guy. And they think that they can develop into being a better NFL player down the line. So, you know, they probably just wanted Chuba. Um, I, you know, had him in the second round. So get him in the fourth round is an absolute steal. I think the big thing with Chuba here, you're probably not going to see a lot of playing time. You might see some here and there. McCaffrey gets some rest, etc. Um, but definitely can see maybe a two running back set in certain situations. Or if McCaffrey gets injured or something like that, you'll definitely see more. But I don't see him being used anytime soon. 
I really like their sixth round selection, Deontay Brown, guard out of Alabama. Had this guy as a sixth rounder as well. Um, you know, but the main reason why I like Deontay Brown uh, is because he's coming from the University of Alabama. A lot of NFL players, you know, from Alabama, Ohio State, um, LSU, turn out to be good NFL players, and they're good college football programs. So he's coming out of a great uh, college football program in Alabama. There's tons of talent on that Alabama team. And over the years in the NFL, a lot of solid linemen in specific have come from the University of Alabama. Nick Saban's done a tremendous job with his linemen alongside his assistant coach for the offensive linemen. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, but definitely can produce some great linemen and coming from a great not only school but also a conference. He's going up against some of the best defenses that you'll ever see in college football when he faces the LSUs or the Floridas or whatever, the SEC being probably the best division in uh, college football. So he's got that experience in that aspect. Now, obviously, I've said this all the time, college doesn't necessarily transfer to the NFL. But facing the best competition possible can help prepare you for situations like the NFL. And I definitely think that's a scenario this year with Deontay Brown. I think, you know, that offensive line for the most part is relatively weak. Um, as being a good run blocker that he is, he's definitely going to be able to clear holes for McCaffrey to run through and help him be a better uh, player overall. So mainly focusing on his run blocking here definitely was a smart decision by the Panthers to go out and get him. Now I'm going to go to my free agent signings. The first one I think is obvious is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold entering his third or fourth NFL season. My, you know, my uh, stats just for some reason uh, got away from me. So let me pull those back up quick. Yeah, Sam Darnold entering his fourth NFL season this year, all with the Jets, um, the previous three. We all know the story of Sam Darnold. We all know how bad the Jets have been. And I think a lot of the blame has been put on Sam Darnold. But in reality, Sam Darnold is still a relatively good quarterback. There was a lot of teams eyeing him, wanting to get him um, from the talent that he has. Not only can he throw the ball, he can also run the ball effectively as well. Now, there are some issues with his passing um, game. You know, he does only have about a 60% completion percentage, and last year threw 11 interceptions compared to only 9 touchdowns. So he threw more interceptions than touchdowns last year. Looking at the ratios, touchdowns, and interceptions the previous two years, 19-13 and 17-15, you can definitely see comparisons to players like Jameis Winston. He is able to throw for amount of yards and, you know, tons of arm strength. But one of the main issues with Darnold is his turnovers. You know, he's definitely got to cut that down. I'd be very curious to see how good Sam Darnold is this year. It'll be a very telling year nonetheless because Sam Darnold had no options, no weapons whatsoever there in New York. Coming to the Carolina Panthers, he doesn't have too many options. You know, you got the DJ Moores and the McCaffreys, um, you know, but you do have more options than you do at the Jets. And I do believe the Panthers may go out and get another wide receiver or tight end to help them in the passing game. So you're getting these options. How are you going to respond to them? How are you going to, you know, be as a quarterback? Are you going to be successful? Um, you know, are you going to be good, you know, or are you just not suited for the NFL? So I think this year and next year are very two telling years for not only Sam Darnold, but for the Carolina Panthers team. You're looking for a player that was better than Teddy Bridgewater in that situation. And Sam Darnold can definitely be because he's still reliable and still a good quarterback in the NFL. He just really had bad luck being with the New York Jets and didn't have really any options to throw to. Very curious. Also, I'll talk about more of the Jets later. But how is Zach Wilson going to be doing with, you know, the Jets offense that they're in right now. So very curious. Talk about the Jets later. But Sam Darnold um, definitely can make an impact. He's going to be hit or miss in my opinion. He's either going to be really good or really bad. But one of the big things he needs to control is his completion percentage. And then A.J. Boye, cornerback from the Broncos last year. Boye entering his, uh, let's see, four, eight, ninth NFL season. First fourth, the Texans stayed in the division next year at the Jags and then last year at the Broncos. Boye, again, you know, probably his best year, 2017. Um, with six interceptions and 56 tackles. 
you know, Boye definitely can make an impact on that defensive front. The Panthers' defense is really bad as well. You're bringing in another veteran, though, which I really like by the Panthers by going out and getting a guy like Bouye. Um, obviously, a very, I wouldn't say depleted secondary, but a very young secondary. Also, a very li- young linebacker core or an even defensive line core. So, very young defense. You're having veteran guys like Shaq Thompson and A.J. Boye kind of dictate and help guide these younger um, players to become better in the future. You know, they might not have as big of an impact as some of the better other, like, cornerbacks or linebackers in the league, like the Jalen Ramseys, um, you know, players like that, but they're doing an impact in a different way by being more of a veteran and being a good leader, um, which is very two underrated qualities and a good NFL player. So having that option to be successful definitely will help your team in the future. I really like the signing by the Panthers, and I think not only will the leadership help Bouye, but Bouye can also still be effective with the age. Um, that he's at because of the situation he's in. You know, he's not on a talented defense. So it kind of gives him more room to stand out. I don't know how long his deal was. So I don't know if this is his last year in Carolina, but if it's not, um, expect the next couple of years for A.J. Bouye to be very successful and even could possibly be career years, even going into his ninth NFL season. That's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. This should be an easy question, boys, especially if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. Who is the current passing leader? for the Carolina Panthers. Who is the current passing leader for the Carolina Panthers? The answer when we come back only here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, who is the current passing leader for the Carolina Panthers? The correct answer is none other than Cam Newton, 29,041 passing yards. Moving on to the final portion of the podcast here, I'm gonna go over my keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. The first key to success I have, and I'll very elaborate on this one just because I've talked about it a lot, is McCaffrey needs to be effective in both air and on the ground. I've said McCaffrey is the best player in the Panthers, and I think there's no question or debate about that, especially coming into this year. Now, there could obviously be a major trade or free agents or players can go down, whatnot happens all the time, but currently entering the season, McCaffrey is the best player. The offense will run through him. Matt Rule's got to understand that Christian McCaffrey needs to touch the ball as much and as often as possible. Don't give it to him every play, obviously, because then the defense will eventually stop it. But, you know, get some designed runs. Um, get some designed passes. You don't have Cam Newton in the offensive front anymore, so you're not going to see too many more read options. Is it still elaborating the game? I do believe so in some aspects because Sam Darnold, um, you know, can be, you know, a little bit of a runner, not insane. So he can do those, but definitely going to be a lot less than having Newton. But a lot of the times they run the ball in the shotgun. I'd like to see more maybe under center runs, stretches, um, dives. Make or let McCaffrey work rather more in the running game under center compared to always doing it from the shotgun. Yeah, it's effective to do it from the shotgun. We all know that. But it's also not effective if you consistently do it and have tons of issues you know, doing that. Um, so you got to elaborate more. And then, you know, obviously passing the ball. Look for him on checkdowns. He's always going to be open. Not always going to be open because teams have realized that McCaffrey's a good pass catch and running back too. But if you go five wide, um, or sorry, four wide rather, and have McCaffrey in the backfield, there's going to be a better matchup for McCaffrey more than likely. He'll probably be aligned against the linebacker. So maybe get some more designed passes to him, little screens or things like that to get him out in front and, and open field and become a better tackler. So really like McCaffrey this year. Um, I definitely think, as obvious, he'll be the leader. Darnold needs to be better than Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater had a pretty good career with the Vikings, then moved over to the Saints, then came over to the Panthers, and the Panthers were really expecting Bridgewater to be successful this year, last year rather. 
He really wasn't. You know, I love Bridgewater to death as a Vikings fan. You know, he's really, I think, a good quarterback. His injury kind of set him apart. Now he's over in the Bronco land. And, you know, Darnold needs to come over and do a job. There's a lot of expectations on Darnold coming from the Jets. Is he really a good NFL quarterback? Is he really fit to be in the NFL? A lot of, you know, weapons have moved over to Carolina. or There are some weapons for him to throw to. So, I mean, can there be some excuses that he doesn't have the players that the Vikings receiving core, the Steelers receiving core, the Chiefs receiving core? Yeah, absolutely. But you can say that about a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL too, not just with the Carolina Panthers. So Darnold just needs to be better. He needs to help his team win in every shape or form possible. And then finally, the defense can't suck like they already do. They're really young. So right now they're kind of, they're going to suck. You know, the Vikings were a very young defense last year. Um, and, you know, the same thing can be applied with the Carolina Panthers. Do I think the Panthers defense will be a little bit better than yes last year? Yes, because a lot of those guys have a year under their belt, but they're not going to be as insane just because, you know, they have a year under their belt. They're still going to have some difficulty, and so it's very vital for the Panthers and the Panthers defense to be as successful even with um, a young, you know, secondary or young core. So as long as they're able to do that, they should be fine. As far as predictions go, I haven't finished in 5-11 and 11 and 3rd in the division. I just don't really see them making a run or having a shot uh, this year. I think, you know, the division's too talented enough, um, and I just don't think the Carolina defense is going to hold up as they need to be. I do think Darnold will have a good year. McCaffrey will have a great year. Um, probably 1,000, maybe seven receiving yards too, or 700 receiving yards, 1,000 rushing yards, or 900, 700. So very effective year for McCaffrey. Not as effective as in 2019, but still really effective um, as the defense kind of starts to pick up things. But yeah, anyways, guys, that is rounding up the NFC South. I did mention that we have the AFC South coming up next. Again, I don't know which team we're talking about tomorrow. If you check the description of the podcast, you'll be able to find that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow The Truth on Twitter at the Truth is one as one um, to get your latest information on The Truth, including podcast uploads, podcast dates, etc. Um, let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one. As always, take care. Peace. Peace.